Alright, let's start this bitch up. I'm ready when you are. Okay, starting in three, two, one. How's it going, everyone? This is the Millennial Made Sports Podcast. I said that perfectly this time. Got uh, Miles with me today. <laughs> What's up, everybody? How you doing, Miles? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good, too. So we usually start this out with going over recasts, but I'm just way too excited after um, this research I was doing today when I should have been paying attention in my classes. Um, so... He- the big surprise research I was telling Miles is about is I think the Raiders could be in like one of the most unstoppable teams in a couple of years. Is it because of the draft picks? It's because of the draft picks, and I was doing a lot of cap research today. So if you don't know, the Raiders traded Amari Cooper to the Cowboys for a first-round pick. Which gives them three? Three first-round three picks, first picks. And I believe two next year, because I think the Cleo Mack trade um, gave them one next year. I will double-check that as I'm talking. But, yeah, they did. They get back-to-back years. Okay, so, so they did get back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, and for those of you that, obviously, you're going to figure this out. You don't know this yet. Me and Miles are heavily into the draft. I don't want to even think about how many hours we put into that. Probably a little too much to not get paid. Mm-hmm. And so before I get into that, I am going to go out on a limb and say that the Raiders need to trade Der- Derek Carr now. Actually, Bleacher Report just released something today saying uh, that – he, like cards most likely going to be moved anyway because the team doesn't like him. Right. There's... Which surprises me because he just came out and said he's glad to be a Raider. Yeah, it's I think he's just trying to put probably um a last good hurrah to make him look like not a good not a bad player which I don't I don't blame him. Um he's done a lot for that town. He almost he probably would have took him far in the playoffs 2 years ago. For the love of God, John Elway, if you're listening to me, pick so, him up, John. Stop playing around. Um, I was talking to you about a potential three-way trade. I was thinking about two that would. Uh, oh yeah, well, okay, yeah. What was this three-way? The trade three-way trade. Dusty's three-way. Derek Carr to the Giants, Eli Manning to the Jaguars, and Blake Borders to the Raiders. No, I don't like it. I don't mm. like it. Why would? Why? Why would the Jaguars want Eli? I just think the Tom Coughlin relationship, they're in win-now mode, and I feel like, I even though I don't think it'd be a good trade, I feel like Tom Coughlin thinks he could probably get one more hurrah out of Eli with that offense he has. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Also, Jaguars have a lot better of an offensive line mm-hmm. to protect Eli. So maybe Eli with some time being an old man. Maybe. And the- then clearly Bortles just helps the Raiders suck as much as possible. Right. And then the Giants, who won't admit they're in a rebuild, are going to be in a rebuild, and now they don't need to draft a quarterback. But would you count them as a, in a rebuild? Not if they get Carr. Yeah, if they get Carr, I wouldn't count them in a rebuild. Their division's pretty easy, in my opinion. Like, mm-hmm. We'll see how the Cowboys do now that they have Amari Cooper. I don't think too much of the same. 
But, like, I don't think they're going to be uber explosive. The best team in that division is right now the Redskins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know. Like, maybe maybe you try to get an offensive lineman out well, of yeah, and the Raiders, cars, too. Like, trade over a pick with it, try to get an offensive second lineman. Second-round pick. Like, I, I, when I saw Cooper got traded, I was like, that's probably going to be – at the most, a third-round pick. I did too, but also um, there was reports saying a couple a couple teams were offering second-round picks. Mm-hmm. So it made sense that if you want to get them, you throw in that first-round pick just to make sure you secure them. So that made sense. Yeah, I mean, and he has potential to be a, a top ten receiver, but when the ball gets thrown in, mm-hmm. so that's that's three first round picks. I'm assuming the Raiders pick is going to be probably top three, and then I'm assuming the Cowboys pick will probably Cowboys and maybe potentially Bears could be in the 15 to 25 range. I think Bears will end up in the top 12. Really. Yeah, because they're good. Don't get me wrong, but let's be honest. Let's look at the last two games. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not a good enough team to close out games. So you don't think yet. they're going to finish uh, like near the wild card? No. So that's potent- Yeah, potential top fifteen, top twelve picks. So assuming the Raiders finish in the top three, I think if they really are tanking one or two, which means they could get Nick Bosa or Ed Oliver. If you get Nick Bosa, you're a goddamn idiot. Yeah, I agree, but I could see him doing that. And also, if you if you think about it, this this draft, like I know, like he want, like they're having a bunch of picks, but this draft is only good for defensive linemen, right? Like, there's maybe two wide receivers that are going to go in a draft that are even remotely good. Mm-hmm. But I I would personally go with Ed Oliver out of Houston, who's like an Aaron Donald clone. Yeah, but do you trade it for defense? I mean, I I, I don't I think they're going to take Oliver or Bosa with the top pick. I let Bosa fall, but yeah, I I see where you're saying. I see where you're going with it. Or, I just see they need more offense. Mm-hmm. They're going to need more offense than they will defense. And it, it I think it's a waste of a pick. To say why why not go with the quarterback from NC State like something like that yeah I something got... that's more reliable Ryan with Finley. your pick yes yeah. like, it's more reliable. Here's what I was I, I depending on what happens with Carr I could see Finley or Locke or Herbert depending it's kind of a little bit too early to tell with those. I just have a feeling Ed Oliver or Bolster are going to go one two. I mean. Depending on how the trade downs happen, because I could see the Cardinals and Niners both trading down. Yeah, and the Giants might also take number one pick. I I just feel like uh, Gruden wants his Warren Sapp. Yeah, I see you there. All right, I get get where you're going with this, though. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, they could, with their one of their mid-round picks get someone, maybe take Bryce Love. Yeah, finally get a consistent running back. Doug Martin's not your, or your guy. if they want to uh, get another receiver, Nikhil Harry. 
Yeah, but again, this receiver class is not that good. I mean, the kill here is probably the best out of them, and that's why they—that's why the Cowboys didn't wait for the draft because mm-hmm. they clearly can see the draft doesn't have that many great. And, you know, safeties fall a lot, so they might be able to get uh, Thompson out of Alabama. They need safety help. You, th- you think this is all can happen? I, I think it's a possibility. I think that Irv Smith to Alabama's tight end could be a good pick there. Yeah, that it's going to be a rough one because we're going to – we should deep dive, like, we'll eventually do a draft episode because we're yeah. going to deep dive into this a lot more because it's still really, I'm very really, curious of what um, they can do, too, but I am I would hope they're getting a quarterback because it sounds like they're going to get rid of Derek Carr. They got, yeah, okay, so they let's, they got let's, seven days. We can still do – so let's say they do trade Carr with the first pick they take um, Finley out of NC State. And yeah, then that, that's perfect. Their mid round pick could be someone like Zach Allen, the uh, offensive end out of Boston College, or see that makes more sense. It's not a lot of money tied up in a in a guy that's only going to make at possible eighteen plays a right. year for you. Or Montez Sweat, uh, they're both going to be there. Yeah, so that makes more sense. I'd rather you pick something that you can secure more mm-hmm. and that's going to lead your franchise. A defensive lineman can't lead your franchise. He can be a big part of it, but he can't lead. Yeah, it. and then with that that third draft pick, maybe take a chance on one of the receivers and Marquez Brown or Debu Samuel. Yeah, or there's I, tons of ways around. I it. would really like um, because Jared Cook's getting old. Noah Fant out of Iowa. Yeah, dude's fast for a so tight end. There's he's three big, fast too. Building pieces, and now. Let's say they don't take a running back. So I was looking at um, cap space, too. So as of right now, if they don't release Carr, they have $70 million of cap space, which puts them six overall for most cap space. If they trade Carr, that's $25 million out, so that puts them at 95 which is third most available cap space. And Le'Veon? I was Le'Veon. Le'Veon. I, I I knew where that was going right away, Le'Veon. But I worth it. But will Le'Ve, like Le'Veon's going to want to sign to something at least contending. So it's going to be a lot to share that message to or, be like, hey, this is why you come with us. Mm-hmm. If they don't want to, um, or if Le'Veon doesn't want to come there, blah blah blah. Mark Ingram too will be a free agent, and I can't see the Saints paying him. Is he worth that much money after missing four games this year? Who knows? But I, I just think that they could get that running back established with one of those two with yeah, all that cap true. space. I agree. And even then, like, Doug Martin's done as a number one back, but he, for the time being, he can still be a great number two, change of pace, just bruise his way through. Like, that could be a help. So it doesn't matter who you get. You still should be okay. And I mean, if the car trade does go through, that might be another first or first round pick. Second yeah. pick. What if the Jaguars want to pull that trigger? If you give up a number one for Amari Cooper, you're giving up a number one for, for Derek Carr. Yeah, you have to. Mm-hmm. There's no way. If you don't, that's insane. So that could be four potential first round picks. That's nuts. Like, but again, I don't like like if it was last year's draft, I'd be like, 
hell yeah, that's a great time to have four over like four first round picks. Yeah. But this draft I'm not too much of a fan of just yet. Because it's all D line. Yeah, it's all D line. Yeah, like you got one or two receivers. Uh the running backs aren't the running backs too are great. weak, but there's yeah. always that one that So it's it's tough. This I don't like tough. the quarterback class as much. As last year's, no. It's tough to like it as much as last mm-hmm. year's. But there's some still guys that are promising. Right. So that's why like, I like Herbert out of Oregon. I do like Lindsay and NC State. So there's some people that – like there's some guys that makes the class a little better. But for I pick, mean, like it's worth it, but it's just so tough when it's all D-linemen. Gruden's like doing what I did whenever I started Matt and we're in a matted franchise, I would just would trade everyone away on the team and make my own team. Like, I mean, I was giving him a lot of hate at first, but I, I think he might have changed my opinion on this if he got a first-round pick for Amari. And... He, he will – he'll change my mind once I see how he drafts. Yes, that – um he did. I would call this draft – decent that he had i didn't love it yeah so if he gets these he has these three picks let's see how he drafts and then i'll be like all right i see his direction or all right maybe he's lost a step or two i'll let that happen because this year i won't judge him on coaching because they're clearly getting rid of everybody so we'll we'll wait until the draft and see What's his direction, and then we'll go from there. I think that's a better way to assess Gruden at this point. But now. yeah, I just got really excited looking at all this cap space they could potentially have because I could, I believe they're going to release Bruce Irvin too, and probably Jordy Nelson next year. And that's probably going to be an extra twenty thousand. Twenty thousand, or twenty million. Jeez. <laughs> but I mean, I, I've been fooled before by a team with this many draft picks. You fucking Browns. Um, the, yeah, what they, they, I thought they could make big noise when the Browns had this many draft picks and all they did was take players that aren't even on the team anymore. So yeah, I, that is the Browns. Yeah. I do want to see what this next draft brings. Yeah. I'm curious to see what, how they draft and then we, we can assess it from there. If Gruden should be fired again, I just think, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's almost halfway through the season. I think this is definitely something that could be more exciting to look into. Oh, definitely. We will we'll, once, and then also it gives uh, the college players because somebody's going to come out of the woodworks a little more. Um, mm-hmm. There'll be more different Heisman candidates that start to pop up, and that'll help us a little more. I do know, like Kyler Murray. He's in the high from uh, Oklahoma. He's in Heisman. Yep. But he, he's not going to the NFL. I'd be shocked if he did. He was the number seventh overall pick right. for baseball. So I I'd be shocked if he uh, if he did go to the NFL instead of baseball. Yeah, and then uh, Tua, who's not going to come out for probably two years, but yeah, he's got some time. He's young too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it probably not the best year to have all these picks but it's still too early to tell yeah exactly so but so let's get into the recaps now we're gonna start out with broncos versus cardinals 45 to 10 cardinals need to fire everyone <laughs> just... that, that game fucking sucked what, what did we talk about you gave chase Evans the ball five times 
then you fired your offensive coordinator, I guess it's a start. It's a small start, but it's not enough. Mm-mm. And then also, David Johnson still only having 14 carries for 39 yards. Like They're trying to get him going, but is, is David Johnson not who David Johnson is anymore? No, I think David Johnson who is David Johnson. I think it's the exact same Jeff Fisher issue. It's a, yeah? It's a bad offense. I, I, don't get me wrong. I think the offense is bad. Are you sure? I I would bet – I'd bet the house that it's the offense and not David Johnson. Okay. All right. All right. I, I'm not going to pressure you on it, but okay. I just okay. can't believe in that much regression. And with a new – I didn't even like the coach signing. Um, Mike McCoy has been fired everywhere he goes. Like, And this was a Broncos – defense that allowed Isaiah Crowell to rush for 200 plus yards. That is very true. Broncos defense has been letting everybody run all over them. See, what they're doing as a problem is they're having Johnson run up the middle instead of on the outsides. Oh, well, yeah. Once you get past one of the, like, if you get past Chubb or if you get past uh, Vaughn, you're fine. Mm-hmm. That but- makes sense, yeah. They you can't uh, run between the tackles all the time with against them. And they uh, they said, I mean, like I remember when Bruce Arian was the head coach, and they would use line up Johnson as a receiver, and more. And these coaches are more doing screen passes instead of putting him in like a a slot position. Yeah, you have to be versatile, especially when you have a young quarterback. You have to be versatile to get the playmakers open. But also to that to that point, Rosen did throw three fucking picks. Yeah. So he he's at a fault here too, more than anybody. And a QBR of three. And for those of you that don't know what QBR is, they're kind of the rating from zero to one hundred. It's much better than the quarterback rating, which can be very skewed. Last week, Eli Manning had a quarterback rating of three, or a QBR of three, and a quarterback rating of a hundred. So. Uh, we stick to more of the QBR than the quarterback rating. It lets you know how good they actually are. Mm-hmm. And Rosen was terrible. Yeah. Um, like the other rookies, they usually all succeed or all fail together. Very true. And this but... is. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, this is the type of game that Keenum needed where they were just ahead from the start and he can just be it safe, play it safe. Yeah, that's all he is. That's why the Broncos need to trade for Derek Carr. Because they're not aggressive. But it was a breakout party for Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. Might have just even threw himself a touchdown pass. They were just trying to get a better draft pick out of him. (laughs) Hey, look, he could also throw throw touchdown passes. Uh, We need a second round instead of that third we're talking about. (laughs) And Von Miller, Bradley Trump both had um, two sacks. So this is the kind of thing we were hoping out of the Broncos. Yeah. We'll see if they can continue. I right, want them to continue the more than just the just to plop it down one game and then be like, "Oh yeah, we were what we thought we were." No, no, no. Oh yeah, it's show uh, me a little more um, in the next few few games or so, and then we'll go from there and saying like, "Are they going to be the real deal as a tandem, or are they going to just keep hyping us up for no reason?" Yeah. Speaking of a team, we never know who they thought they are. It's the Titans versus Jag or Chargers, nineteen to twenty. Titans came to play for once. I hate London games. Titans didn't come to play. <laughs> <laughs> I really hate London games. They're the worst thing 
ever. I get why they want to expand, but god damn it, is it tough. Yeah, I mean, they said, like, dehydration's a huge factor, which is, could be why Melvin Gordon sat. Exactly. So if Melvin Gordon... Imagine if Melvin Gordon plays. Because yeah. Eckler had 12 carries for 42 yards. That's not Melvin Gordon. Like, it's a whole different offense when Melvin Gordon's there. Although I do respect the Titans' defense. Uh, but, come on. You can tell it's London when Mariota throws for over 230 yards. That doesn't happen often. Yeah, Philip Rivers doing Philip River things again. Exactly. He, he might be in MVP talks, halfway MVP talks next week. You know why he's not in MVP talks? Because he hasn't had a home game yet. Exactly. Who the hell <laughs> watch, Who the hell is like, oh, let, on TV, let me watch this Chargers game? No one. This might be the most fans cheering for the Chargers at London. And they're not even in their own country. No, um, it's just bad. And then look at that. The Titans even had a guy catch for over uh he had they had Sharp for over hundred yards receiving. Yeah, uh, I was about to ask, is Corey Davis has had two good games since he's been drafted. Is it mm-hmm. I, I was expecting hey, like say him, it? I, I I'm not gonna say I don't say bust until three years in. He's going to be with the Titans another year, man. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to call it now. Oh, yeah. He's going to be with the Titans for another year, but I'm not going to call. He had seven targets and only caught three for 10 yards. In his defense, he had Casey Hayward on him, but I. I, But that's no excuse for when he was going up against. I don't know. He's in the AFC. There's a ton of really good cornerbacks in the AFC, Mm -hmm. if you think about it. So it's not going to get any easier. Hayward's one of the easier ones that he's going to have. Yeah. I mean, I just, I I have a lot of hope for Corey Davis. I still think he can play, but I, that Mariota scares me. I don't. Maybe it's time to move Corey Davis to just a slot. How about that? But they don't have anyone on the outside then. Put trash on the outside. Who cares? The rest of the, their slots are trash anyway. The left side is trash. Anyway. Maybe it's time to move Corey Davis to the slot and see if he can start making plays for you. Maybe that's the best way to do it. I, other I, than that, I don't think he's going to give us anything any given week, any given time. I heard you say trash, but did you mean to say Buffalo? <laughs> yes, I actually did mean to say Buffalo. Because what? They're dumpster fire. The five to thirty-seven against the Colts. The Colts have three interceptions that game. By one was by Michael Mitchell, who I didn't even know was in the league anymore. No one did. But uh, what's crazy is this: this so. Luck has four touchdown passes, but only 156 yards yeah, passing. They just had Mack run and Hines and Wilkins all run up, and then Luck just chucked it in there. Yeah, it was just short throws for him, kept his confidence, let, didn't let him throw any interceptions. But guess who looked like Nathan Peterman? Derek. Oh, Derek Peterman Anderson? <laughs> Exactly. 175 yards and three picks. 
Oh, but look, Kelvin Benjamin had four catches. Fuck him. <laughs> he makes me so this angry. offense is... It's a dumpster fire. It, you're right. It's a one big old dumpster fire. Dude, it's so bad. And like Zay Jones, I thought I had I thought he had so much potential. Nah. Yeah. Uh, Charles Clay, we all thought Charles Clay was gonna be really good. Nah. This whole team it just reeks. Except for LaShawn McCoy, who left with a concussion after two carries. He's gonna pull Vontae Davis. Just retire in the middle of the season. Yeah. Just at halftime. Yeah, I'm done. I'm not going back out there. I I retire. Buffalo is, I'm going to say, it's the most disgusting franchise. It's it's hard to watch. You want to root for them? I want them to win, but their owners, their GMs, every time they've ever had a good player, they get rid of them. And I don't know why. They're not getting rid of them for, like, pure draft picks. And then they're also not drafting that well. No, the only thing they did that drafted well was draft uh, Trudavious White. Yeah. Like, they haven't done much, and it kills me because then you watch them, and it's like, yeah, this was pointless. I, I don't know if I'll ever be able to ju- judge Josh Allen fully. No, we got to wait. We'll wait until he comes back. They'll it's, be cautious with them because it's a uh, well, an elbow injury. It's so skewed. Like it's like golf his first year, but he's like, I don't know who you want me to throw to. And they're like Tavon. I he's like, I can't even see Tavon, dude. <laughs> Tavon was so he was the number one receiver. And they had That's him on like a six-two corner, and golf is like all I see is the corner. Well, if you just throw it past the corner. Tavon will be somewhere out there. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Tavon's running down the field. He's not even running the right route, though. He's just sprinting down the field. Oh, you guys want me to run straight? All right, I'll run straight. Oh, run and then the you throw it to fly. him, and it's whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> oh, dude, Buffalo is so bad, and I will not judge Josh Allen just yet. He's he's the one where I'll give him the three, maybe four years, depending if they give him weapons. Before I call a bus, he was my, he was my most likely to bust, but I'll wait. I'll give him some time because, for the love of God, Buffalo is just straight garbage. Yeah, and we'll now jump to your third most likely to bust and my most likely to boom: Browns versus Buccaneers game. Baker Mayfield didn't play terrible, but I thought he would have done a much better performance against the. Buccaneers defense against one of the worst defenses in the league. Mm-hmm. He the has defense no... that everybody knows that you can just do whatever you want to. He has no one to throw to. I don't know what's going on with Callaway. I thought he was going to be a steal of a. Draft. You were hyping him up. I was. But... Um, Nick Chubb had a good game though. But my thing is also you can't target Jarvis Landry fifteen times, and then only char- only he find anybody else. Six times at the most. You you got to learn to spread the wealth, and I think that was one of my problems with him is he stares down a receiver a little too long for me. I think he. I mean, I I think he's scared to throw it to anyone else. Like what Callaway one game had like eight targets for one catch. Um, use his, Njoku. Use he, Chubb. Like they they now have uh, Rashad Perriman. Give mm-hmm. him more than one target. Like try to try to spread it around a little more because. 
if Jarvis Landry was as tall and big as like Julio or like he had the toe tap like Antonio Brown or if he was athletic like Odell, then I would be like, all right, yeah, like 15 targets is cool and everybody else isn't getting anything. But he does like he doesn't have that. Jarvis Landry is a slot. I, I just feel like Jarvis is the only one he trusts. I mean, and Joku has a safety net. Which is fine, but eventually he's got to, one, trust, maybe trust his running backs more. Uh, I think uh, they do need to get Duke Johnson more involved. That's that, sec- that second safety net if, if Joku is just. Uh, exactly. Like they got to figure. They got to figure it out a little bit because try to get Chubb more involved. Like, there's ways you just got to do it instead of just only relying on one guy. Well, I think what was nice that the Browns did was they didn't give up on the run game when they were down 16 or about what f- fucking stupid two points. They were down 14 points. There we go. Jesus. Yeah. Um, they stuck with the ground game with Chubb. Which I thought was very smart. Like, you have, like, with a young quarterback we talk about all the time, you have to keep a consistent run game to open things up for the young quarterback. And it did in the second half by sticking with Chubb. So that was, I think that was smart of them. Actually, as much as you hyped uh, Mayfield up, um, just so you know, he had a QBR of 19.9. Better than Rosen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's higher on the list this week. I didn't say it was a good week for any quarterback. Yeah, 19.9 was the QER. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jameis on the other side. Yeah. He puts up the numbers, but he did not look good. No. Like, I, he didn't pass the eye test for me at all. He looked awful. I want to see Ryan Fitzpatrick again. I do want to see Fitzy because that offense with Fitzy is scary. It was really, really good, and now it's just like, meh. I, I just feel bad for Fitzy because I think this is might be his last one or two years, and he's on a team where they have to see what Jameis is. Yeah, because you don't want like you have to see what he is because you have to pay him possibly, mm-hmm. and that's the situation. Like that's what the situation uh, Dallas is in. But before we go to that, like he. Because <sighs> it, it it ran so well with Fitzy. And now you get Jameis in there, and he's giving you the numbers, but he does not look good. And the, this is another game where the Browns should have won. Jabril Peppers fumbled it. Did, did you see that play where they uh, – Baker wasn't technically – for once they stopped it, but Baker escaped. Yeah. And that's that's a problem. Like they need to really figure out when they need to blow the whistle dead and when they don't need to. Because mm-hmm. the one where they didn't blow it dead for well, they did blow it dead for Baker. It was clearly still a fluent play. Like mm-hmm. there was no stopping of his feet. He was still moving, and it blew it. But then again, we for had Brady uh, for the for one for Brady where he completely stops and then just takes off. That's the one you blow dead. Right, I think. If you need to stop it, if the defender hugs him and lets him go. Yeah, if he gives a full-on bear hug, come on. We know there's no, there's maybe three quarterbacks that are escaping that. All right, because that happened two times. And uh, Jerry Hughes was the one two weeks ago where he just hugged him and let him go. Yeah. And that's when I think you need to blow the whistle because the defenders thought it was done. But if defenders still trying to take him down and no one's hit the ground yet, I think you still need to go. Yeah, I agree. There, there's a way to, there's a way for them to see that, and then no, 
Do I blow the whistle or not? Half of Cam Newton's plays would be stopped then. Very, very true. <laughs> because Cam Newton's just so goddamn big. He's he's incredibly hard to take down. Look at him. So did you watch Hard Knocks? Which one? The the Browns one this year. I did not. Okay, so there was some turmoil between Todd Haley and Hugh Jackson with Hughes being like, This is my team, not yours, Todd. And I feel like it's not that Todd's calling bad plays. I feel like there's like turmoil between those two and that I think could be causing some of this offensive issues. Because you you saw Hugh came out and said that he wants play calling back. Ooh, I did not see that. And I think Todd is looking at this as Hugh, I'm just waiting for you to get fired. <laughs> Todd Haley has won a head coaching job ever since he lost one of the Chiefs. But my thing is, why is Todd Haley a shithead everywhere he goes? Oh, it's just a jackass, but that doesn't stop the fact that he thinks he should be a head coach. I guess, because think about it. Like, he had problems with Big Ben. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he seems to be a shithead everywhere he goes. Yeah. He should probably stop that if he actually wants a head coaching job. I mean, I think if the Browns don't get five wins, I think they need to let the whole staff go. It's so tough, though. Think about I just think I, about yeah. how many games they've been in. Like, don't get me wrong; I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying. Oh like, yeah, they, think about the games that they've been in. The Chargers they are fucking there. They just can't finish. See, that's the problem. Like, they can't finish, and maybe a new coach. A but coach, do you also put that on only on Hugh? No, I just feel like um, I feel like Dorsey wants his coach in there too. He's giving Hugh. A respectable fighting chance, but I think at the end of the day, Dory wants his hand-picked coach. Uh, we'll see, because I can see the Browns going on a bit of a streak here. They've had too many close games to not mm-hmm. pull at least a few out. Well, I, I hope they do, too. I, I love the Browns, and I, just, I want to see them succeed, because this is like the first year where it feels like there's hope. Well, they need four more wins, and that gets them the six. I think they could do it. I think they have a good chance of beating the Steelers next week. Yeah, so they got – here we go. They have coming up – they have the Steelers next week. They have the Chiefs. Chiefs is going to be tough. Falcons. Falcons are beatable. They are. The Bengals. Bengals are beatable. Texans. Texans are tough but beatable. Panthers, rough. Broncos, they can beat, and they have the Bengals again. And then the Ravens. So they can win four more games. They can pull four out of that, or at least yeah. three. If they get three wins, I say Hugh keeps his job. I say Hugh keeps his job as well. I'm rooting for Hugh, dude. I love him. I like Hugh too. Hugh was when they signed Hugh. I was so excited. So that's why I'm, I'm going to stay on board for the rest of this year, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hope he win he wins those but, four more games. See, here's what I'm worried about though. So I feel like there's going to be a lot of coach firing going on next year. And everyone's going to be looking for the Matt. Everyone's going to start looking for the Matt Neggies and the Sean McVays. And I feel like if you don't get one of them, you're not getting one of them in two years. Uh, I say, like, my thing is you can't follow trends. That's if what you, I'm saying. 
everyone's going to follow that trend next year, and it's not going to end up good. I, I'm worried about that. That's my thing. Like you, you can't follow the trend, and I think that's what sets teams apart. So at the time, that's what set the Rams and the Bears apart is because they went for the unorthodox young coach. There's players on the Rams that are older than Sean McVay. Yeah. But there's a difference there. Like, he, they know he knows what he's doing. Oh, yeah. But there's that's not going to last forever. Not saying there's... age, but, like, the way that they play the game, it won't last for every team. That's not, how, that's not the direction the NFL will go. There's not going to be another Sean McVay. I don't think so. That he is a once-in-a-generation coaching talent. Yeah, and he knows what he's doing, and he's smart about it. He's extremely smart about it, and he knows what he's doing. You know who there won't be another of again, though? Riverboat Ron. (laughs) No. (laughs) What a comeback. (laughs) I don't know what to think of the Eagles anymore. So I think it it was a really funny statistic that it was like, Cam Newton only had one point going into the fourth fourth quarter for fantasy and ended with like twenty two. Really? Wow. That wouldn't surprise me though, because they they did everything in the fourth quarter. Seventeen yeah. points. Seventeen points in the fourth quarter to win it all. They they got twenty one points in the fourth quarter. Oh no, never mind. They were just down seventeen zero. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. Twenty two points in the fourth quarter. That to win. Yeah, Riverboat Ron Rivera does not ever give up. No, and he doesn't get a, not, a lot of credit for not giving up either. Yeah, I remember that, that, that year they wanted to fire him, and then he was just like, fuck it. Like, we're going to do unorthodox things, and the next year they went to the Super Bowl. Dude, he's just he's a one-of-a-kind old hag. Is exactly the best way to describe him. He's probably the only old school coach that's still successful. Yeah, it's very true, actually. But and I I, think... I'm going to blame some of that on Cam, and mm-hmm. some of that on like they've always had a very good, consistent defense. So, but damn, it's very true. He but he has an old style, and he he still lets Cam be Cam. He doesn't try to control Cam. Like Cam, I don't want you running anymore. Like Harbaugh did with Kaepernick. Yeah, that you can't you can't turn a guy who's a, a just a free guy into a pocket passer. Not how that works. Okay, Cam can be a pocket passer when he wants to be, but you have to let him know. Like you, ha- he has to know in his head at any given time he can take off, and there's not a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they because were like he led the team in rushing to this game. I mean, they were straight up like running isn't working. So let's try to use some receiver sweeps, and it worked out pretty well. It worked out a lot well. Uh, Curtis Samuel did it twice. Well, no, sorry. Uh, Wright did it once for 34 yards. Samuel did it twice, um, but got a touchdown out of one of them. Yeah, so, like, they definitely were were going for it, and that's just riverboat round board. It's like when you play Madden and you try a wide receiver reverse, and it's the worst thing you could have done. And then (laughs) – Riverboat runs. It's like we can do more. Let's do more of them. Better it'll work. And the Eagles are under five hundred. Yeah, I don't know what to think of them. It's not Carson Wentz's fault. No, Carson Wentz played great. Had a QBR of sixty-eight through three hundred ten yards. Only 
only didn't have was seven attempts, didn't throw any interceptions either. He didn't have a running game to speak of, though. Well, we talked about it. The Wendell Smallwood and Corey Clement. Not looking good. Although Smallwood looks like he's pulling away from Corey Clement. Uh, but uh, I bet. Josh Adams, whoever the fuck you are, look like he's pulling away from Corey. Yeah, so maybe Corey Clement, the Super Bowl, well, the playoff hero. He mm-hmm. had some real good plays in the playoffs, but maybe he's uh, going to be the odd man out eventually. Yeah, it's their defense, not that unstoppable thing either. Yeah, no, that defense I just think has they been have struggling let, all year. I think they have um, put up the most passing yards allowed too. Yeah, so that's not helping them either. We already told, we've already been saying we didn't like their uh, mm-hmm. their DB set anyway. So that doesn't surprise me. It shouldn't surprise either one of us that they have the most allowed. Uh, it's it's weird to say the Dolphins have a better record than it is, but they did lose. The Dolphins did lose to the Lions, thirty-two to twenty-one. And we're back at it. I told you my comeback team was Detroit, and mm-hmm. they are making a move at it right now. Carry on my wayward Johnson. <laughs> he looked good. I what what's. What was that stat I was talking to you about? I think it was, hey, you know how many rushes LeBron has? Look here, four for four, averaging one yard. Carry on, four for 101, averaging 20. Yeah. Give carry on the ball every single Stop giving Blunt the ball. Like, Blunt had the only touchdown, so he robbed mm-hmm. carry on of a touchdown. But stop, just, just stop giving Blunt the ball unless you're literally inside the five. Yeah. And Stafford, but missed four passes, two touchdowns, two hundred seventeen yards. They have so many receivers; it's getting a little out of hand. And Theo Riddick's coming back. Carry on can catch. It's just looking like a really, really improved offensive line. It's looking like a pretty good line team. It just had a little rocky start, but now turning things around. Yeah, and I, I, I don't like love their defense. But I don't mind their defense. Yeah, that defense is a work in progress. I think Patricia's trying to make it into that Patriots um, three four multi set. Yeah, just a system systematic defense mm-hmm, where yeah. yeah, the linebackers are also pass rushers, but also coverage guys. It's hard to formulate that. You need the particular type of players to make that defense yeah. work. And I think he's trying too hard to do that instead of just working with what he has. Yeah, I agree. We'll see how it plans out, but they are my, my comeback team um, that started okay. crappy and gotten up there. But Miami, Brock Osweiler is not playing bad. He's not playing bad at all. They just need to give Drake the ball more because every time they put it in his hands, he does something with it, but they still give it to Gore and everyone else. Gore deserves the ball. Gore, Gore does not deserve the ball. We look at the full you, – you want to look at the full season stats? No. Because Gore deserves the ball if you look at the full season stats. Well, God damn it, give it to Drake more. I agree. Don't get me wrong. He deserves more than six carries. It should be a split like the Lions are doing. Well, maybe they shouldn't have given Albert Wilson the ball the two times that they did. Yeah, now he's heading to IR. Yeah, so 
that's great. They just literally had one wide receiver finally have a breakout game, and now he's gone. And so is Kenny Stills. So Danny Amendola is the only person they have left. Playoff Mendola. We'll see. We'll see what happens because he got paid. So they might as well try to get their money's worth out of him. Yeah. Do you think his old team misses him in the Patriots? No, they have Edelman back. I bet at first, at first they did, but now they have Edelman back. They don't give a shit about him. That turned out to be a much better um, game than I thought it would be. Thirty-eight to thirty-one with the Bears, and Bears almost got it there at the end with that hail mary. One yard away. One yard away. <laughs> One. Kevin White caught a ball, so we should all just really be in awe about that, anyway. Yeah, but, but two, this isn't Kevin White's career where he catches a hail mary not in the end zone. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but Trubisky got, like, hit at that and still bombed it like that. So I was kind of impressed by that. Yeah, and honestly, if you look at it, I would say Trubisky and uh, – I would say they were head and head. Brady? Yeah. They were oh, yeah. both right, like, right on it. So uh, Brady has a QBR of 74.3. Trubisky has a QBR of 83. Mm-hmm. They and both came to play, and I... eighty-one rush yards. Trubisky can fucking move. <laughs> Some he of those runs were shit. great. I think he broke a guy's ankle that yeah. second run. That well, the the touchdown run was kind of awesome because he hits up the sideline and mm-hmm. he does this little hesitation. The guy just runs right past him. He just turns up field. Yeah, it's really Matt Nagy using what Trubisky's best for. Yes, he's not the most accurate quarterback yet. He can't do all his reads, but he's it's only his second year, and he's it's working. It, it is working. Eventually, those. These close games will turn into wins. Um, it won't happen right away, but they're definitely working at it. Oh, yeah. Here's, a, here's the thing. Uh, Gordon had four catches for 100 yards. Um, Patriots, fifth-round pick for Gordon. Cooper, first-round pick. Who would you rather have? Gordon. Gordon. Same year. I would rather have Gordon a long time ago. I would have gave a second-round pick for Gordon. I would have bought Gordon while he was in rehab. <laughs> for a second round pick probably yes easily and Patriots got him for a fifth a fifth and a Cooper went for a first and yeah Cooper's younger but Gordon has top five potential and Cooper has maybe top ten maybe peak peak so I, I would rather have Gordon any day mm-hmm. and then also um Sadly, Sony Michelle went out. That's luckily it's not. It's it got ruled to week to week. Luckily, now oh, it wasn't that's serious. Mm-hmm. But uh, James White had himself a game. James White, who I thought was going to be the lone man out of this backfield with Rex Burkhead, Jeremy Hill, Sony Michelle. I thought they were only going to use him as a pass catcher, and clearly he's so much more than that. Dude, came in in a run game, helped out just fine. Still was effective in the passing game with two touchdowns, just fine. He hasn't missed a goddamn step, so I'm not gonna be mad. At that. <laughs> not gonna be mad at that at all. Yeah. Uh, well, you know who has missed a step? Blake Bortles. For the love of he got God, benched. Twenty to seven, Texans win. Texans now in first place of that league. Watson not having the best game, but getting the job done against that really tough defense. 
He's doing what he can with that fucking O line, dude. That yeah. He is really trying to do what he can with that O line. It's not easy, but he's trying. It was just it was an ugly game. Oh, all around. Once Cody once Cody Kessler comes into a game, it's an ugly game. And now yeah. you you need to get rid of you need to get a new quarterback. Fuck, get up the Browns again, get Tyrod. You already took Hyde, which seemed kinda weird to me when you have Fournette probably coming back in two weeks. Yeah, like I don't know if that's the, their way of subtly saying like Fournette's not coming back, or maybe they're shutting them down for the season since they clearly suck. I don't know, but the division's still up for grabs, so I don't I don't know how to take it. I like Yeldon. Yeldon's been doing just fine in that backfield, so I don't get the grab mm. for Hyde. Right, and. The Texans still do have a tough defense, but uh, I mean, we sh- thought the Jaguars would probably be only lost one game so far, but they've lost four. Yeah, their defense isn't looking like their defense either, though. Yeah, and then they did say uh, Blake is going to be on a short leash, and I'm like, isn't Blake on a short leash since he came in the league three years ago? He should have been on the shortest of short leashes as soon as they called his name at the podium. Like he, he, we knew what he was gonna possibly be. They still wanted him. And I mean, I'm disappointed. I gotta give him credit for at least going for it on like a lot of teams. Yeah, but they but need yeah, a new the quarterback. The mm-hmm. And I, I've been seeing everybody calling for Cap's name for the Jaguars. I don't see that happening either. Everybody. No, just so you guys know, I don't see that shit happening at all. I would love if it happened, but I don't see it happening. And now on to the unfortunate game of the week, the Saints versus Ravens. <laughs> My heart is a little broken. Yeah, I that swear was... it is. The, like, the best part First... is, so you have two top 10 teams going against each other head-to-head, and it, they showed a great game. Yeah, and, and they're both using this two quarterback set. Yeah, they are. They both <laughs> are. Because Tatum comes in quite a bit, and also uh, Lamar Jackson comes in quite a bit. Lamar Jackson got his first touchdown. Yeah. But what I hate is, out of, oh, dude, Justin Tucker was 222 for yeah. 222 and extra points. That man has made over 200 extra points. It, the miss came at the worst time. Dude, t- literally to tie the game with five seconds left. Kudos like, to Flacco for getting it done. Drives down the field, gets the tutty. Kudos to Flacco for getting it done. That yeah, fire under his ass is really Reject helpful. receiving core, Brown, Crabtree, and Snead doing awesome again. Dude, especially Brown. Brown, seven catches, over 100 yards. Had a great game. But to poor Justin Tucker, because did you see the video of his eyes lighting up? I saw the video of Baker Mayfield dropping his jaw, but I thought that was for that game. No. <laughs> Dude, there's a video of Justin Tucker's eyes. Like, when he looks up, he sees the ball not going the right way. His eyes just fucking pop out of his head, and he's like, what the fuck is that? Is that a miss? What are misses? I don't do that. And you can just tell, like, he's just like, oh, shit. I done goofed. Yeah, at the worst possible time to goof. He fucked up. But I'll, I'll give it to it. Like, the, it was going to be a really good game. It was definitely right. going in overtime, but fuck. That sucks. A, that, that hurts at the end there. 
it's a rough one. Um, we'll get more into power rankings later, but I would not drop the Ravens at all for that. No, loss. you can't. That's a that's a very rare thing for that mm-hmm. to happen to them. Yeah, what's not a rare thing is the Rams destroying the 49ers. Bet them over the countertop. You know what team didn't destroy the 49ers? Green Bay, because they're not going yeah, to the goddamn playoffs. But the Rams are going to the goddamn playoffs. They're going to the goddamn, goddamn Super Bowl. They showed exactly what they should, what people should be doing to the 49ers, which is going absolutely slapping them in the mouth right yeah. away. Everyone's like, Jared Goff hasn't been doing like what he was doing. It's like Jared Goff doesn't need to do anything right now because that rest of the team will do everything for him. Dude, Malcolm Brown had more rushing yards than Todd Gurley. That lets you know the Rams didn't have to do much. No, they were like, Goff, just, I don't know, try stuff if you want, but you don't have to. He's just like, well, at least get us the lead, and then after that, we can do what we want. I tell you what, though, I love those Rams color rush jerseys. Yeah, they do look good. They look damn good. But you know who didn't look good? Everyone on the Niners. CJ Beathard for the first game, his first bad game. Yeah. He didn't look good. And I don't like it. And also, Matt Breda's losing the backfield. Well, Matt Breda has a high ankle sprain. Still, who's this most art guy? Stop giving him a goddamn ball. Yeah, it's uh, – they're like, yeah, Matt Breda has an injury that, like, supposed to take out three to four weeks. And he's like, I'll play. They're like, Breda, we're not going to the playoffs. Like, yeah, just put me in. It's like, how about you just sit? Can you <laughs> sit? Because clearly you're limping when you get handed the ball. You're and sitting. Yeah. <laughs> I Dude, think he would a have a bone sticking out. He'd still be like, put me in, coach. <laughs> But George Kittle did get back to work, though. Kittle is probably one of the big steals of last year's draft. Oh, definitely. Like, if he was on another team with a little more recognition or just had his original quarterback, eh, things could be different for him. We could be saying different things now, but clearly they don't have that. Yeah, and Errol Donald with four sacks. He leads leads the league in sacks now. After that game, uh, it's it's on the next year for the Niners. Yep, I 100% agree with you. And uh, a team that's probably on the next year again, too, is the Giants versus Falcons. Giants definitely need to go on to next year. What time. was Eli Manning doing with uh, score was 23 to 20 with two QB sneaks in a row? I don't think it was necessarily his call. It looked like his call. I hope it wasn't his call. <laughs> but Eli Manning actually didn't have that he, bad of a no, game. No, he didn't. He, it's like when he puts in the effort. Oh, I mean, they, they're always losing. I don't know what I was trying to say there. <laughs> You're going to say if they put, he puts in the effort, they can win? No, they still don't. It's still, that expensive-ass defense still gets fucking rolled over. Yeah, that's uh, – I. You know what? Fuck it. Blow it up. Trade away Janoris Jenkins and uh, Olivier Vernon. They traded away Eli Apple earlier yeah. today. And they got fourth and a seventh round pick from him. That's worth it. Fuck that guy. You know what? I is... thought they were going to like get rid of him last year. Oh, this is fantastic. It's a video of uh, their coach just screaming, throw it to Odell. <laughs> that is so true. 
Although the only time they finally threw it to Odell for a touchdown was at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. But Odell had a great game finally. He did, finally. Dylan Shepard had a huge game. Saquon does Doing Saquon. what he can. <laughs> Saquon, does what he, Saquon does what Saquon does. And even Evan Ingram finally got in on the passing game. Eventually, hopefully, he comes around a little more. But, dude, like, they didn't play that bad. Just Technically speaking, Eli took more shots in the end zone by himself than Matt Ryan did to Julio to the end zone. And guess who still hasn't scored a touchdown this year? Julio. God damn it. How the hell can he Marvin score a Hall, whoever the fuck you are, has a touchdown. Before Julio. When I saw that, I was like, who in the fuck is this dude? How is he scoring before Julio even gets the goddamn you know what? ball? My first thought was it said Hall, and I was like, Dante Hall? Yeah. Who hasn't I did been in the league too. for 10 years? <laughs> he comes out, the ghost of Dante Hall scores a touchdown before Julio Jones. <laughs> oh, that doesn't surprise anybody. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm so interested already at the almost halfway point of who's gonna have the first pick. I know, but we have to wait because it's so fucking bad. Like, it, I know this even sounds bad, but if the Giants could still lose one more game and still make the playoffs, yeah, because they're in the same division as the Cowboys and Redskins, and. For the love Ew. of God, that that game was bad. <laughs> I, I don't. I want to skip it. It's <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, we'll talk about it because the only good fucking part of this entire goddamn game is that Adrian Person. Peterson looks goddamn good. He yeah. What's with him rushing for 99 yards, 98 yards, 99? Just give him the ball one more time. He needs the ball one more. You think, do you think he has an incentive on his contract? And they just go, nah, bench his ass. He ain't coming back in the game anymore. 99's enough. Yeah, just. Because uh, other than that, this game is untouchable and dog shit. Zeke got shut the fuck down. Dak had the same amount of rushing yards as Zeke. That's not good. It, it's not even like they were down. They just didn't want to give it to Zeke 15 times. You have to give the ball to Zeke. Give it to him 30. I, exactly. If, you, if you're not going to let him run it 30 times, give him get, like let him rush 22 times and throw him the ball eight times. And for some reason, Alan Hearns had a decent game. Fuck Alan <laughs> Even You know what was funny? The receivers finally had a good showing, and they traded for Cooper. And they still lost. Yeah, I, Shows you fire, where this is all going. Fire Garrett. For the love of God, he's the most fireable coach at this point. He just needs to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm done talking about them. Let's move to the Bengals and Chiefs. Which uh, Andy Dalton, primetime Andy Dalton, cannot win a single game. Whenever it's finally time for him to get over the hump, Jeez. he fucking just sucks. Yeah. He 15, sure 29. Does. Like, come on. You got to do better than that. Although I never thought in my life I would see uh, Jeff Driscoll. But no. guess who we saw? Jeff fucking Driscoll. Coming QBR in. QBR of 95. <laughs> four for four, 39 yards. It's like uh, 
it's like Andy Dalton was watching Patrick Mahomes just zip it down the field. He's like, I could do that. And they're like, no, you can't, Andy. He's like, I can do it. They're like, stop it. Please don't even try. And He's like, Green, it's, <laughs> Green, it's going to you every single time. <laughs> 14 targets. Seven, and the most anybody else had was Tyler. No, sorry. Joe Mixon had five targets. Tyler mm. Boyd, the number two receiver, had four targets. Yeah, and Mahomes not slowing down. No, he he keeps looking real good every fucking week. But my thing is again, how let me in the playoffs? I hate their defense, and like their offense will be explosive until people start to figure it out. Um, it's really cool, like to see when a quarterback's this energized that like. His players, like, they work harder to make plays, like that Kareem Hunt catch, the Tyreek Hill catch. Dude, did you see the like, Kareem Hunt play when he broke the tackle, spun around, hurdled the guy? That is yeah. the most insane. Like, one, I didn't, I never thought Kareem Hunt was, like, a freak athlete. And then I saw that, and I was like, I think I'm changing. I, I mean – yeah, Patrick Mahomes is so much fun. To oh watch. yeah, he's w- easily the most entertaining like quarterback to watch this entire year. That's why they keep getting primetime games. Mm-hmm. Because the Rams versus Niners was supposed to be this the primetime. Yeah, game. and guess what? That was not the primetime. Well, they were like, uh, "Yeah, we're not putting C. <laughs> <Yeah. in the laughs> he doesn't deserve that look. I'll uh, put the Chiefs back there. Uh, Spencer Ware having a good game after having a really bad injury last year. Yeah, but Spencer Ware is never going to be Spencer Ware. No, but it, it's still great to see him out on the field yeah, again. Yeah, I hear you. It's just that that comeback story is always nice. So mm-hmm. I feel you. So uh, now that we've finish the games. Let's get into our power Because we forgot last week if anybody paid attention. I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so because we do... Do you want to do a top 10 since we missed last week? Yeah, yeah, let's give a top 10. I think that'll that'll afford everybody a little more. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to go first? You want me to go? I'll go. go. Um, So number one, of course, Rams. I am still going to have the Chiefs at number two. The Patriots have jumped up to number three for me. Um, I'm then going to put the Saints at number four with the Vikings at number five. Panthers number six. Chargers seven, which feels low to me, but for some reason I just I, I think those other teams are better. <laughs> Um, that's at seven, right? Yep. Them? Okay, Baltimore at eight, Texans. I'm gonna put at nine, and then um, Steelers at ten. Wow, ours is almost completely different. Um, I'm gonna go with Rams at one. Have to be. Uh, New Orleans is gonna be number two for me. Oh, if you can okay. go into Baltimore play against the best defense in the league and mm-hmm. come out with a win. Not a, not a glorious win, but if you come out with a win, you deserve a little more credit. So 
I have them at number two. I have the Chiefs at number three. I have the Chargers at number four. Okay. Minnesota at number five. I have the Ravens at number six. Steelers at seven. Um, who was it? I have Carolina at eight. And then shockingly to everybody, I have a Seahawks at nine. I have really? Seahawks at nine. Tough schedule, and they keep coming out to play. So I have them mm-hmm. at nine, and then I am putting Washington at ten. Oh, I, I let's can I want to ask you something about the Seahawks, knowing that they wanted a second round pick for Earl Thomas and with the Cowboys, and the Cowboys traded a first for Cooper. Seems like kind of a mistake to me. To not get Earl Thomas for a second, I 100 percent agree. If you're going to give away your firsts, like that willing, Cooper, that willingly, who, who hasn't that willingly, it. you should have definitely gave away. Like no problem would have been like second, take him. Give me one of the. I went to have a problem. In the league, yeah, I'll take him. If they traded, got Earl Thomas for a second, and then still got Cooper for a first. Yeah, like you don't. <laughs> you you have everything set. You have the offensive line. You have pieces. There's nothing wrong with trading to finally want to win. I, I think that, I mean, you got to follow the Rams and Bears. Like, you go all in. Oh, yeah. If there's guys you want, figure out what you got to do to take them, and you go out and get them. But for the Seahawks' yeah. sake, they, their defense is still okay, and I have them at nine because if you look at the rest of their schedule, not too bad. They have, mm-hmm. so they play the Lions this week. They have uh, the Chargers and then the Rams. Those are tough games. And then mm-hmm. the rest is kind of eh, not too bad for them. They have Packers. I'm going to just count that as a win right now. Panthers, that'll be a tough game. We'll see who brings it out. 49ers, win. Vikings, win. that's a tough one. They'll duke it out on Monday night. So we'll see how that goes. They play the 49ers again, win. Chiefs, I feel like they'll steal one from the Chiefs, and then Cardinals win. Seahawks have a quite a bit of schedule ahead of them, and they will be my wild card team. And you can never count out Russell Wilson, no matter what team. Exactly. So that's why they're my number nine. And next thing I want to talk about: um, Do you think the Jaguars and Eagles can turn things around? Eagles, yes, because I also like their division. Jaguars, I just don't see it. Like they, they, their only problem is quarterback play. And right, well, the whole team revolves around like you look at the Packers without Rodgers. That team looks like they want to give up. And when Rodgers is on fire, even the defense plays harder. True, but also the difference is. When Bortles turns over the ball that much, or they get, they keep getting three and outs, the defense for Jaguars they can play without Bortles. They just get tired, and then they get right. thrown all over. They get ran all over, and it's not going to help them. A happy defense is a defense on the sideline. Yes. And then they come out. They that's that's why the Ravens keep doing well. Why Flacco has a fire under his ass this year. The defense is barely on the field. When the defense is on the field, they're ready to kick some ass, and it helps. When you keep your defense off the field, 
they come in fresh, ready to kick some ass, and that helps you a ton. But when you keep getting three and outs and you can't move the ball because Blake Bortles is your quarterback, you're screwed. Eagles, I think Doug Peterson will tighten that ship up a little bit, and they should be fine. Because mm-hmm. the Eagles are still only one game out of their division. Right. Like, it's not that huge and of a Jacksonville, loss. they're only one game, but I don't see them getting better. They lost the Titans. They almost lost yeah. the Titans. So, I don't, I don't see them getting better, and they've lost three in a row. And Houston's on a four a four game win streak, and I don't see them letting up that that early. Yeah. Well, so the World Series started, and we had the Dodgers and Red Sox. Yeah, that's gonna. I'm I'm excited a little bit for this one, uh, because we'll see if Clayton Kershaw can get over the hump, and we'll see if Chris Sale can prove himself that he's a he's a postseason pitcher. I think it's going to be a little exciting. We'll see how it goes. Right now, it's two to two in the bottom of the third. So everybody, once once we are done listening to this, or when I'm done recording this, I'm definitely going to go watch. It should be a very good series. Um, but before we head out, we do have to talk about one more thing. Um, it seems like lately, whenever we talk about something, something happens with that player. Um, Roby Anderson. Huge game after we said he has to get the ball thrown to him. At St. Chubb needs to take over. He's now the starting running back. Me saying Chad Kelly is probably going to take over his starting job is now doing trespassing. <laughs> so... <laughs> Chad Kelly might be going to jail, everybody. Can I, uh, can I read this really quick according to the Englewood Please Police? Do. According to the Englewood Police Department, Kelly was taken into custody early Tuesday. It's not clear if he has an attorney to comment on the case. He should get one. According to court records, a man and a woman told police a man came into their home uninvited. (laughs) They put that in there. (laughs) It's not trespassing if it's not uninvited. Right. After 1 a.m. Tuesday and sat down on their couch and started mumbling incoherently. The record then says the man chased the intruder out with a vacuum cleaner tube. <laughs> that's where what? that's where it becomes pure gold. Like we Yeah. Like okay, Kelly needs help, but we gotta talk about this. Why is that the story not man chased Kelly with vacuum cleaner tube? Dude, all I can picture that's just in my bad head. as a wiffle bat. <laughs> All I can picture in my my head is some maybe middle aged fifty ish old white man with a receding hairline, somehow in a goddamn robe and flip flops, chasing Chad Kelly out of his house with a vacuum cleaner too. Shaking it because he probably has a very subtle hint of Parkinson's. Just shaking it as he's just fucking chasing him. What, what do you think that conversation went down with the man and the wife? Honey, get the gun. We don't have a gun. Get the bat. I don't like baseball. What do, what do we have? Get what the... Vacuum? Frying pan, pan's in the kitchen. Do you think we cook skillets in the bedroom, dear? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was cleaning with this. I was cleaning with this earlier. Maybe you could use this. 
Fuck it. Fuck it. Let's try it. <laughs> Maybe the dark will look like a baseball bat. <laughs> and clearly, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming Chad Keller was drunk as shit. Yeah, do you think he was like, you ever use the vacuum cleaner to and just start shouting at him like it's a giant air horn? <laughs> hey, sir, get the fuck out. Uh, that's a really long mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So next week we will be talking about somebody. <laughs> I don't know who we mentioned so far. But we'll find out. Landon Collins. We mentioned Landon Collins. Let's see what happens with Who's going to have the bad luck? We'll let you guys know next week. Thank you for tuning in. Have a good night, guys. Bye.